Bibles this morning, please, to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. We're beginning a brand new series, as you see on the screen, called I Love My Church. Building a stronger church through community, service, giving, and sharing. And this will be a five-week uh, series we'll do beginning today. And then over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about I Love My Church and talk about what that means and what that looks like. Uh, as you're finding John chapter 13, you know, there are different places, there are different buildings, there are different locations that we all have to eventually visit in life. Now, I'm not talking about the want to places. I'm not talking about Disney World or the Bahamas or uh, the Super Bowl or the World Series. I'm making a distinction this morning between those have to places and those want to visit places. I'm talking today about those have to visit places, places like school, places like the dentist office. We were in the dentist office uh, this past week and probably just mentioning some of these have to places. They evoke some thoughts and some feelings and and some things in you just hearing them mentioned. We're going to have some fun today and I want you to kind of talk back a little bit to me. I know that's a stretch at Red Hill, but we're going to try just a little bit uh, uh, here today. I want to put up some images and, and I want you to say out loud the first word that comes to your mind when I and you can talk out loud, just this part, you can talk out loud. And I want you to give me the first word that comes to your mind. I'm interested to see uh, thinking about visiting some certain places. You're all ready to play a little game this morning. You ready? You awake? You, you ready? All right, let's try it. You ready? Here we go. All right. I don't hear anybody jumping. Maybe some here like to go to Walmart. You know, we don't have a mall. There's probably some Walmart uh, walkers, in, walkers in here. And, but a, some of us, a lot of us, maybe you try to avoid <clears throat> going there. Let's try a different one. You ready? <laughs> That's a half to place, isn't it? Does anybody love, well, maybe I shouldn't ask that because we might think ill of you if you do. But anyway, that's a have to place. All right, you ready? I'll give you another one. <laughs> Disgust? <laughs> well, I'm not even getting worried. I'm just going, oh, yeah, that's not. Now, if you, if you want to go quickly, if you'll go to Wagesboro, you just got to be on your toes, take your vitamins, because the lady that I had there, you know, I couldn't keep up with Read that, do that, do that, do that. Okay, smile. Doom, we're done. I got to thinking about this places you have to go. What about this one? Oh, wait, that, that was personal. I was thinking about places. I want people to join the church. I really do. And I want to make pastoral visits. I really do. But anyway, not not the most rave reviews so far. But I want to show you one more. Now, this time, I don't want you to say out loud what you're thinking. I want you to keep it inside. But I want you to think about what you think about when you see this one. Do we think about church? Sometimes in the same light, we think about the doctor's office or the DMV or school or or what is it? A, is it a have to place or is it a want to place? Uh, you know, 
think about those that are not here today. You know, some are traveling, some are away, but, you know, there are those that we know of, those who are maybe in our family, those that are neighbors, those who used to come here. They haven't stepped inside of a church for years. And maybe they look at church like we look at the DMV or the doctor's office and Maybe the reason, maybe some past experiences, maybe some problem, maybe something that happened. But in honest, in all honesty, beloved, is this the way that God wants us to look at church? Is this the way church is supposed to operate? Is this the reason he created the church in the first place, that it's a have to place versus a want to place? Is it a place to dread at all costs? No, we know that God gave us the church uh, for his glory and for our benefit. And beloved, I believe that God wants us to love the church. He wants us to love the church. And the series we're going to begin today is talking about loving the church as God intended for us to love it. That is to be in community, Uh, to learn what the Bible says and and what the church says uh, or what the church is supposed to be and what loving the church really looks like and what it means. And so I want you to find in your Bibles there, uh, John chapter 13. Before we go any further, I want to pause and pray and ask God's blessing upon our time. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you. For our church family, I thank you for the blessing of the church. Uh, Thank you for community. Thank you for fellowship. I thank you for these things we can experience together. And I pray that this will be a series that would truly change us for all eternity. Lord, you would correct our thinking, correct our concepts. May we be biblical in all that we say and do. And may you be honored and glorified in this place, I pray in Jesus name. Amen. John chapter 13, if you have it, I've got it on the screen as well. I want you to look at that with me. Uh, John chapter 13, we'll begin reading at verse 34 and we'll read verses 34 and 35. The Bible says a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have a love for one another. Now, these are in the Gospel of John, and they kind of predate the church proper in a sense. The church proper is going to begin in the book of Acts. But here we have Jesus telling his disciples who are going to make up the early church how his followers would, would be known. They'd be known by their love one for another. And he says here, I give you a new commandment. Now, we look at that and we say, well, why is it a new commandment? Because the Old Testament taught love. You're to love God and love your neighbor and so forth. So how is it a new commandment? Well, it's not new in time. It's new in experience. Did you notice there? It has the idea of being fresh and new in the sense that we have a new example. Uh, It says a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. And then notice the next part as I have loved you that you also love one another. And so they have a new example. We have a new example of what love looks like in the Old Testament. Love the Lord thy God and love your neighbor and so forth. But now Jesus says, listen, I give you a fresh, a new command that you love each other like I love you. And that's why it's a new command. And Jesus is the greatest example of the type of love that we're to display one for another. Now, church people, we're supposed to love one another. It's not optional. 
Uh, it's not an elective. It's a command. He says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. In fact, the Bible tells us that love is a sign that we are a follower of Jesus Christ. Listen to what 1 John 3.14 says. 1 John 3.14 says, we know that we pass from death to life. How? Because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. So one of the ways that we know that we're a child of God and born again is the love that we have for our brothers and sisters in Christ. But the question is, how does this flesh itself out? What does this look like? I mean, we're supposed to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. But what do we mean by love? I mean, people love everything today, don't they? Uh, They love pizza. They love football. I mean, football games on this afternoon. Uh, They love art. They love music. They love their boyfriend and girlfriend. They love America. They love apple pie. They love all sorts of things. As we think about this, you know, uh, we love going to certain restaurants. We say, I love a certain restaurant. And, and I love going to certain restaurants, as, as if you couldn't tell. Uh, but uh, one of them, I was thinking about this, one of them is uh, Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. Um, you may not like that. I, I like going there. I mean, I love their barbecue and their slaw and their potato salad and hush puppies and all that good stuff. <laughs> They were here and they catered an event for us for free. They helped send our kids to camp for free. But I think the real reason I love going there is because it reminds me of home. Because that's the kind of barbecue we had growing up back over in northeastern North Carolina. And the potato salad is pretty close, not quite, but to my mother's. And she's here and she brought potato salad today. But anyway, uh, uh, it reminds me of home. And so I say, well, I love going to Smith's. I love going to certain restaurants. But you know what? I also love my family. So I I love a restaurant, but I love my family. And my love for my family far exceeds the love I have for a restaurant. And so when it comes to loving the church, does God want me to love the church like I love a restaurant or like I love my family? You see, a restaurant and loving a restaurant is all about me. Uh, What can I get? Uh, I I want the food a certain way. What do I receive? How is the service? What is the pricing like? How's the experience? And if I like all those things and I say, you know, what, I love this restaurant and and I had a good experience and it was good for me. And I'm willing to share with other people. Say, hey, have you been to such and such a restaurant? Is that the way we're supposed to love the church? See, when it comes to loving my family. It's not about what I get or what I receive or what I experience. It's about relationships. It's about loving them for them. I'm not rating them like a restaurant. I'm doing life with them. It's about loving them no matter what happens, no matter how good the experience is, no matter what goes on. It's that kind of love that Jesus displayed. It's a love that I choose to have. You see, God couldn't command us to love if love was just a feeling. Love is a choice. Now, feelings often follow and feelings are wonderful, but they're the caboose, not the engine. And so I'm to love the church like I love my family, because in reality, beloved, the church is a family. It's a family of God. And it's all about relationships. First of all, our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have a relationship with Christ. And then because of that relationship, I have a relationship with the other brothers and sisters in Christ. And we sometimes will sing here. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. 
I love when I talk to the boys and girls that are going to get baptized and I'm talking them through the steps, the dry run. And I said, at this point, I'm going to say, I baptize you, my brother, or I baptize you, my sister. And I stop and say, why did I say that? And we talk about the family of God. But the sad thing is many people treat the church like a restaurant. And if it doesn't live up to their expectations, they'll quit or find another church that meets their expectations. And that is so sad. Why? Because it sets up expectations for the church that it was never intended to fulfill. And we've got to be honest too, beloved. If it isn't relationship focused and thinking about choosing to love, then it becomes self-focused. And it becomes about me and what I can get and, and what I'm comfortable with and what I like. And, and it becomes inwardly focused. And the church is not supposed to be like that. We're to love like Jesus loved. And the truth of the matter is, beloved, you're going to experience love for the church when you're intentional about loving the church. You make an intentional choice to love. And you'll have a a deep sense of love when you're actively and intentionally practicing love for the church. And the opposite is also true. If you're not intentionally choosing to love and you're not intentionally choosing to practice that love, then you're probably not going to have it like you should. We have to choose to love. And I hope you've caught by now, I'm not talking about this building. I hope you sense that by now. I showed you a picture because it kind of represents us and was kind of what we think about many times. And I have no problem calling this the church. And and I have a love for this place too. But I'm not talking about the building. You see, the building's a tool. And we're thankful for it. But the church are the people that are here. See, we could be Red Hill Baptist Church here or somewhere else. We could get on a boat and sail to Korea and we could meet and we'd still be Red Hill Baptist Church. A tornado could knock this building down, a fire could consume it, and we'd still be Red Hill Baptist Church. Why? Because it's not the building that makes us a church. It's the believers in Christ who've been brought together in Christ. Now, we're thankful for the building and we we rejoice in it, but it's a tool. And when I talk about loving the church, I'm not saying, oh, I love that chandelier and I love that stand over there and I love that piano. No, I'm talking about I love my brother over there and I love my sister over there and I love that young person back there and I love her over there and I love him and I love that family and I'm choosing to love the church. And Jesus says, listen, I command that you love one another. See, the church is made up of people, not the building. So what does it look like to intentionally love the church? To be in community one with another. Uh, it's God intended. Well, that's what this series is all about. Today, today we're going to kind of introduce it to you and kind of preview and give you an overview. And then we'll come back over the next four weeks and we'll talk about what does this look like? How does it flesh itself, itself out? Well, first of all, we're going to talk about love by connecting. Love by connecting or being in community, in fellowship, in a relationship. And that means more than just knowing somebody's name. Um, it, it means more than just knowing where well, they sit over there, uh, they're on the right side or they're on the left side or whatever. We love each other in community and, and fellowship and relationship when we stand alongside one another, being connected with one another. So nobody stands alone. God never intended for the believer to live the Christian life by themselves. 
He gave us his precious Holy Spirit. He gave us prayer, the word. And he also gave us the church, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need one another. We're going to talk about love by connecting. Then we're going to talk about love by serving, love by serving. God has given all of us supernatural empowered abilities. Did you know you had superpowers? Every believer has superpowers. And God has brought us together in order to use those superpowers to be a blessing for one another. We're going to talk about our superpowers. Uh, No capes, please, but we're going to have superpowers. We're going to talk about and we'll talk about those that are serious. Thirdly, we're going to talk about love by giving, but not the way you might think we're going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about tithing. We're not going to talk about percentages. We're not going to try to lay a, a, a guilt trip on you to get you to give. We're going to talk about giving as an indicator of love. We're going to go back and look at the early church and see how they loved each other by giving. And then finally, we're going to talk about love by sharing. And this will take us right up to the Sunday before friend day. You see, the love that Jesus gave to us, the love that we have, isn't to be hoarded within the four walls of this church. We're to love by sharing. To have love for one another is to have love for those that are outside this body. To share the gospel with them. To reach them for Christ. To share His love. To show His love. And we realize that we're to be loving in that way. We're going to talk about that in this series. How we can be uh, a love by sharing. So I want to invite you to stick around for the next four weeks. As we look at the various ways we can be intentional about loving each other as God intended for us to love. Now, maybe you're here today. You say, well, preacher, first of all, I'm not a part of your church. And that's okay." And maybe you say, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, I pray you'll come to that relationship. I pray that God, Holy Spirit, will work in your life and help you to see. But listen, maybe you're here today and you've had some negative experiences with the church in the past. And for that, I'm sorry. Maybe you grew up in in a bad situation. Maybe you've dealt with church people that were mean or mistreated you. And I want you to know that's not the way that God intended it to be. And so my prayer for you, maybe you're here today and you say, listen, I'm new. I'm just coming back or I've had bad experiences. Listen, I want to invite you to stick with us as well for the next four weeks and see how God said these things are supposed to be. Now, before we close up shop today, I want to talk with you about a tool that I want to put in your hands to take home with you today uh, that will, I think, help us. To be reminded of what we're talking about, to love the church, not the building, but the people to love one another. And it's a wristband I want to give to you as you leave the church today. And a lot of us are wearing our our, uh, uh, team Lynetta uh, wristbands. We're praying for Lynetta and I've got mine on. I love my church today. And I want to talk to you about this. And we've actually packaged them like this. They're available as you go out. They're in a basket back on the table. I want you to take one with you. You say, well, I'm visiting out of town. Well, if you love your church, take one and wear it around your house, too. And uh, God can use it in your life. But there's two things I want to do with this. It's not just a fashion statement. Uh, It's not just that you want to wear a wristband around your wrist. But I want you to use it for two main purposes. First of all, I'm praying it'll be a conversation starter. In other words, if you're wearing that band and somebody sees it and they ask you about your church, I'm hoping you can get a conversation started with them about church and about Jesus. You know, last week we we covered the three circles and I taught you how to draw out the the gospel. You could maybe get in a conversation like that. But oftentimes when you see that, maybe you're checking out at Walmart or the doctor's office or you got to stop by the cat lady's house or whatever. And uh, you don't have time maybe to go into a lengthy conversation. So we package these today with some invitations to our church. 
And so you can take and wear the band, stick these in your pocket, and there's an invite there. It has our service times, and it has our website, and it's got our truelife.org. We're partnered with that ministry. And if you just say, hey, you're checking out at Walmart. Now, by the way, be nice if you're going to do this. If not, don't, don't cover up your band, okay? You know, if you're mad because they're taking too long to get your cigarettes, just don't invite them that day, okay? All right? Wait till the next time you go, then invite them. But no, you want to be kind. If people don't care how much you, you know, so they know how much you care. And you want to be genuine. You want to love them. And so you're checking out. You're at Walmart. You're at the gas or wherever. And they say, and maybe they even see it there. And, and I don't mean to do like, like, like a newly engaged lady, you know, in every photograph. No, no. I mean, when you're checking out, if they were to ask you about it, consider that a divine prompt. Just say, hey, yeah, uh, I, I go to Red Hill Baptist Church and, and uh, we'd love to have you go to church anyway. And just let the Lord lead you in that. So it's a conversation starter. We've given you some cards you can take with you. They're packaged back there. Take one of those. But the second thing, and I really want you to do this. You say, well, I won't give out cards. OK, that's fine. Uh, I really want you to use it as a prayer prompt. But, you know, that's what we're using our, our team, Lynetta. Bands here, they're, they're given out as a prayer prompt just to kind of support, remember to pray. And I want you, when you wear this band, if you'll wear it, uh, if you'll take one, I want you to pray. When you look at that band, put it in the morning or during the day, I want you to pray for our church. Now listen, I don't just mean the programs, that's fine, you can pray for the programs. Uh, but we use programs to build people, not people to build programs. Now I'm a big Sunday school fellow and I, I, I really... Uh, push Sunday school because I, I know what the blessing is. It's not about Sunday school. It's not about numbers. It's about people. And so when you're praying for the church, yes, I hope you'll pray for me. You'll pray for our church and uh, ministries and all. But I want you to pray for one another because the church is made up of people. And so as you see that, and as you wear this, I hope you'll wear it over the next uh, five weeks as we do this series. Put it on and wear it as, as you can. And I want you to use it as a prayer prompt. A conversation starter and a prayer prompt, and they'll be available uh, as you leave today. Well, let's wrap this up and let's head to the house. Let's say that, by the way, I'm going to let you out early. So don't ever say I never let you out early because for some reason we're early today. If you'll take one of those with you and number one, use it as a conversation starter. Keep some cards on you. Invite people. And number two, pray. But I want you to think about and look around today and realize what a blessing it is to be in a church family like this. I've often heard it say, and I'll echo it as well. People say, I can't imagine going through this or experiencing this or whatever hardship, whatever it is, without the Lord and with my church family. I can't imagine living life without the church. Some of the people of the church. And, and the great thing about it is a lot of things we're going to talk about we do pretty good at in, in many ways. But I'm hoping that we'll be in, encouraged and challenged to, 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 do, to do a better job in some of these areas. But listen, be grateful this week. As you're praying this week, maybe one of the very first prayers you pray as you're praying is, Lord, thank you for my church family. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. And by the way, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, I would love to invite you to meet him. We're going to sing a closing song in a moment. And if you'd like to meet Jesus Christ and turn from your sin and place your faith in Christ, we'd be happy to sit down with you and lead you to the cross of Calvary. So we know what we're doing with the bands. They're a prayer prompt and a conversation starter. We're praying that God will use this series and reaching out to win people to Christ and draw our hearts closer one to another. Because he says, a new commandment I give to you that you'll love 
one another. May it be so in our midst today. Father, thank you for our church family. Thank you for putting us in community, fellowship. Thank you that we can share life together. And I pray, Lord, that we would be one of the greatest loving churches that's ever been. We know that in Revelation, there's the church that lost their left their first love. They were busy doing so many good things, but they left their first love. They left their love for Christ. And we know when we do that, our love for each other falters. And so, Lord, may we love you and love each other. And then may we reach out beyond these walls and love a lost world as Jesus loved them. Bless this series. Bless each person in this building right now. Each one that makes Red Hill Baptist Church their home. Or, and those that are guests today and those that are exploring these things. I pray for healing. I pray for provision. I pray that you'll work and move in an awesome way for your honor and your glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your hymn book, please. 208. Two oh eight, love divine, all loves excelling. We're going to stand and sing. The altar is open today. Maybe you have a burden or a need upon your heart. We'd invite you to come. If you need to be saved today, listen. Just step out. We'll receive you here. I'll be down here at the front. We'd love to talk with you about Christ. And I remind you to leave today. Be sure to stop by and pick up one of the packets. And uh, if you will, I use that tool. Let's stand and sing. Two oh eight, love divine, all loves excelling. Mm-hmm.